Welcome to the Beauty and Battle podcast, where we talk about winning in marriage by waging a war. I'm Jason Benham. I've got my girlfriend slash wife, Tori Benham, with me, and we are here to talk to you about how Satan tries to get you to fight face-to-face with your spouse, but God designed you to fight shoulder-to-shoulder against Satan so that you can win in your marriage. Fighting together draws you together. We cannot wait to jump in. So here we go. Okay, so today we're talking about the gift of giving. This is going to be a fun one because uh, when you first fall in love, the feeling of love precedes giving love. Hmm. You know, like, I mean, I really felt something for you back when we were dating. Yeah. (laughs) Even before we started dating, I felt something. So I started giving you some of my time. You're talking about your past or present? Like, (laughs) I really felt something for you years ago. No longer. But you know, like that's that's what typically happens before you fall in love. Like you start feeling something, and then you start spending time together, and the next thing you know, you're feeling more, and then you spend more time together, and it's kind of cyclical. Mm-hmm. But in marriage, it's reversed. You've got to give love before you start feeling it, mm. right? Yeah. So you give, you give, you give, and then you feel it. So the the key today is the gift of giving, and we're going to talk about some of the things that you can give to your spouse. But before we get there, I have a song for you. This is a surprise for me. I'm excited it's to hear it. Surprise for Tor, but she knows how much of a sucker I am for this guy. He, uh, for his music, I should say. I'm not a sucker for him. <laughs> sucker for Tor. But and I went to his concert when I was a sophomore in high school. Really? Oh, this goes way back. Okay. And if if you know me or David, you know that we're huge Kenny G fans. Oh yes. Yes, Kenny G. This is his song Forever Forever in Love. Check this out. so relaxing it is so relaxing all of my kids love Kenny G now wait for it wait for it (laughs) see you want to take a nap right now don't you oh come on so good Jason okay. has always been a huge Kenny G fan and our kid, it's so funny. Our, a lot of times at night I'll go in to see, you know, check on the kids and they're playing Kenny G. They've fallen asleep to Kenny G. Kenny G. You've passed it down. I have. It, Kenny G is awesome. So go get his greatest hits. And there's a song in there. My favorite song is The Moment. And just listen to Kenny G, The Moment. If you're traveling in your car right now, press pause on this podcast Go to Apple or Spotify or whatever and go to Kenny G, The Moment, and just thank me later, okay? So there you go. There's our song. Good job, babe. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay, so here's the, here's the key. You're going to love whatever you give to. Mm. So we, in marriage, we have to give if we want to experience love. You know the, the rule of thumb, like if, if you want good friends... You have and to what be you, a good friend. You have to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to give of yourself and be something to a person and right. bring value to that person. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? Then it's reciprocated. Yeah. And the same is true in marriage that, you know, if that feeling isn't there that you really want, mm-hmm. and you don't have to sit back and just say, well, you know, we're married, that feeling's supposed to go away. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. No, that's bull. Don't believe that. So start by not believing that. And second, start giving to your spouse. Yeah. That's so good. And I love that quote. You always say that leadership is the ability mm-hmm. to 
what is what create, an create appetite. appetite in somebody. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're talking about here. That's leadership. Like yeah. when you when you want someone to be kind and generous and loving to you, we'll create that appetite in yeah. in them by, by being doing that. It. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you're exactly right. Look, if you focus on meeting the needs of your spouse, then guess what's going to happen? All your needs are going to get met. Right. Right? And so here's the thing. Here, your spouse needs you. The undistracted you. You know, your spouse needs you. Just think about that. Your spouse needs you. Right? And because of that, Satan's going to come along and what's he going to tr- try to do? He's going to try to pull you away from your spouse. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking affair. I'm not talking affairs. I'm just talking about being Emotional distracted. Detachment. Yeah. Detached mm-hmm. because of distraction. Right. That's where it starts. It's distraction. You know, if you've read our book or you've taken our course or you've been to any of our marriage seminars, we talk about Satan's three plan, uh, three step plan of attack. He distracts, he deceives, and he divides. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, he wants division. He wants you to be divided from God and he wants you to be divided from your spouse. Well, to get there, he's got to deceive you. He's got to lie to you. And behind every temptation is a lie, mm-hmm. right? Well, before he deceives you, he's first got to distract you. Distraction is so, it's so important that you can spot a distraction. Right. You know, and, and we see distraction addiction is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I hate that, but it is. So let me ask you this. Why does giving work? You know, like, just think about why, why is it that God created love to operate on, on giving, on, you know, a selfless desire to give of yourself because our greatest need is love. Mm. Like God put our greatest need inside of us is love to, to love and be loved. And the foundation for that is giving. Yeah. For God so loved the world. He gave (laughs) his only son. That's exactly where I was going. That's perfect. God loved the world Mm -hmm. and he gave. Right. So what should that then inspire us to do? Give ourselves to him. Why? Because he gave first. Mm -hmm. So God is telling us as spouses, like you give first to your spouse. Okay. And watch what happens in return. So given giving to each other like that creates a core connection. Mm. So you have to know uh, what your spouse wants in order for you, uh, in order for you, uh, for them to get what they want or need. Right. So I I just wrote down three quick things and I want to park on the last thing, but here's three quick things that we can give to our spouse. First, give time. Like you need to spend time together, like Mm -hmm. figure out ways that you can spend time together. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. Just do stuff together. Tori and I have discovered that, um, I can easily find stuff to do when she has to go to go to the grocery store. Or I can kind of put some of that on pause if Lundy's taken care of or whatever. I can put some of that on pause and just jump in the car and go with her. Mm-hmm. And and every single time I do that, it's not like I'm dying to go grocery shopping, but we walk in there together. We're talking. Mm-hmm. The car we're, ride over, we're catching up on something. Yeah. The car ride home, we're catching up. Yeah. And then you jump in and help. Yeah. You spend time together. And I mean, we all know the story of uh, you know people who've ended up having affairs. And the reason why is because they spent too much time together. Mm -hmm. You know, they spent too much time together. Next thing you know, they're not operating transactionally anymore. They're talking emotionally Mm -hmm. and they're connecting. So, well, let's just do that with our spouse. Let's spend as much time as we can together. When you spend time, what are you supposed to be doing? Talking and listening. Mm -hmm. So when you spend time, talk and listen. And it doesn't always have to be that. You know, Tori and I are definitely into some episodes we're watching or some series we're into hijack right now. 
It's pretty good. It is pretty good. It's clean. It's got some bad language, but I, I, I like hype. So you pick pick some shows, talk and listen. And then um, another thing about time is help each other with tasks. You know, just pick out some tasks that you're always going to do together. So Tori and I decided that um, we're going to do dish tasks. So if it comes to uh, loading the dishwasher or emptying the dishwasher, mm-hmm. so long as we're both there, let's just do it together. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about that is that's kind of how we fell in love. Yeah, that's is- true. Jason um, was doing dishes or helping me with dishes at my house in Connecticut. And so we always have kind of like laughed about that. Like we fell, yeah. we fell in love around the kitchen sink. Yeah. So we find it's, ourselves at the kitchen sink. I knew how to move in for the kill. <laughs> I knew exactly what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is funny. That's, that's one of the first things that attracted me to Tori, obviously other than the just outward stuff, but we'd have dinner over at their house and she had two younger brothers and um, she was doing one of two things after dinner. She was cleaning up with nobody asking or and doing dishes, or she was taking her little brothers out and uh, playing with them. So, you know, I, I could talk with her dad and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, dang, I so like it was that. You appreciated those things. Yeah. And that appreciation for me in those areas drew you to me. Yeah. Because appreciation is the bonding chemical. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we forgot. I, we got to pick every single podcast and say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving. Okay, so so giving time. Uh, two, uh, give gifts. I mean, gifts is important, but, you know, you might not be a gift person. But the reason why I mentioned that is um, the more of you you can give with your gift, the more it's going to mean to your spouse. Like if you just buy them a shirt, mm-hmm. okay, no big deal. But if you bought a shirt, but you had something engraved, on, I don't know, buy something a coffee thoughtful. cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. something thoughtful. And I, I love this uh, one marriage guy. His name is Mort Fertel. Mm-hmm. And I, I listened to a lot of his stuff. And he he talked about this, the mm-hmm. power of giving gifts and how your spouse isn't going to receive it as a true gift unless there's a lot of thought mm-hmm. behind it and, and there's you in it. Right. And it made me think about... Um, what romance is. You know what romance is, Tor? I have a feeling you're going to tell me. <laughs> Busted. No, romance, um, when you really boil it down, it's doing something unexpected that you know your spouse would want. Mm. That's romantic. Wow. So it's not just candlelight. Yeah. It's not just the dinner. It's not just being intimate physically yeah. or anything like that. It's figuring out what you know your spouse would want or That's like. That's so true. And surprising them with it that's so true that's romantic this just it just reminded me of something that happened just last week um i had had conversation with jason over the past couple months just how much it would be helpful if we're on the same page with our youngest lundy um as you guys you know some of you know um lundy has put us through some traumatic experiences oh, yeah. And last year she was in that boating accident and Mm -hmm. it was like this time last year, it was just months of recovery. It was a lot. And she's, you know, she slept in our bed for like six months because we had to keep her upright because she, big, big um, ordeal. Anyways, so I'm, you know, kind of a little bit protective of her physically. Like I'm just worried about her a lot and I think I'm kind of overcoming some of that trauma. (laughs) And so I just kind of asked Jason, I'm like, I just need you to be on the same page with me, with Lundy. Like I can't, I can't bear the full burden of always worrying about her and making sure she's okay. I just want you to, to kind of help me with that. Like if we're doing something, if it could, if I knew it was on your radar yeah. you know, Lundy's safety and where she is and what she's doing. And it would just help 
Yeah. I was just struggling a little bit with that. And I'm a t- typical dad. I'm like, ah, oh, she's fine. Yeah. Well, she's I over think at that David's house. I she's think that good. you know that I like I'm so on top of Lundy that yeah. you don't feel that sense of responsibility to yeah. to like have to think for her. Tori or, and I are working our problems out right here on the podcast. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> we talked about that a while, like a couple months ago, and you started taking steps to yeah. to being helpful in that. And then I went to Florida. Um, to get Lundy or Allie moved in and you stepped in and took care of Lundy really, really well. Like yeah. I felt so confident. You knew that it was really important to me that Lundy was really safe and protected and taken care of. And you did such a great job with I it. I also and, love her. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but I think that um, it was just an opportunity to show for you to show me like you really care about Lundy and you're going to take really good care of her. Took really good care of her, kept me posted the whole time. Lundy's here, Lundy's doing this, taking her here, we're doing that, you know. And it just made me feel like so heard that you like, you wanted me to know that you've got this and you can handle this. And then I came home and you continued it. Like, usually I'm the one like making sure Lundy's all settled in and you just you kind yeah. of continued because you had done it for five days. I needed and, you to leave and put me in charge. Yeah. So that and I could figure it out. So you did something that I really wanted you to do and something that was really important to me. And I felt, I remember I was like, babe, you've never been so attractive in all of my life. Like this <laughs> really? means so much to me that you would care about something that matters to me and you'd step up and you do it. And it just, it meant so much to me and it really was romantic. Like it yeah, was yeah, yeah. more romantic than a dinner. It was just you stepping into and do exactly what you're saying is romance, doing something that some, you know, somebody would really appreciate yeah. that your spouse would really appreciate and doing it unexpectedly, mm-hmm. like, and not making the announcement like guys. Yeah. You unloaded the dishwasher, let her just come home and discover it on her own, even if it's the next day. Don't like text and say, "Hey, I unloaded the dishwasher." <laughs> you know, right. then it's not un- and it's not unexpected. Right. She, she's expecting. It. It's like okay, so then it moves to you know, it's very kind of you, but it it's not romantic. Right. Romance is when you just do it unexpected and then let it let it play itself out. So that's the giving of gifts. But you know, the best thing that you can give, and we want to park on this for a second before we close, is to give presents presence mm-hmm. in terms of your undivided attention. Yeah. You know, the the real present that you can give to your spouse is your presence. Yeah. And obviously, here we go. Like we always say, the way to get your spouse's presence is through gratitude. Yeah. You know, Psalm 100 enters gates with thanksgiving. So we're not going to park on gratitude, but we do want to park on presence mm-hmm. because Satan does uh, seek to distract, deceive, and divide. And he wants to distract you from what's the most important and he's going to deceive you and then divide you away from your spouse and your, and, and God. And that is a dangerous place to be. So let's talk about presence for a second and, and how powerful it is because Jesus on the cross, he refused remember that they, they dipped the um, sponge into wine and some other stuff or whatever. And what that really is, as I researched that, was that was kind of like a, a little bit of a narcotic, kind mm-hmm. of could be a little bit of a morphine yeah. that could numb the pain. But if you numb the pain, you also remove your ability to be fully present. Wow. I discovered this when my mom mm-hmm. refused morphine in the last few days yeah. of her life because she wanted to be fully present with her family. Yep. And that was a gift that she gave to us. We could see her open her eyes and look at all of us in the room. She couldn't talk, mm. but we knew she was there with us. 
And that was a gift. Mm. And so Jesus did the exact same thing. He refused the the narcotics, the morphine, um, because he wanted to be fully present. And that was a gift. Yeah. And uh, and the greatest gift that you can give to your spouse is your presence. But you know, in reality, it's it's not always so easy to be fully present with your spouse. It's so true. And I think that, you know, there are some ways, uh, some self-awareness that we really need to bring to our relationship to to um, bring to light why we would not want to be present with our spouse or yeah. um, how our, our presence sometimes can be overwhelming to our spouse. And so um, I've been learning a lot. You know, I talked about this in some po- podcast past that um, in Enneagram world, they talk about how there are three ways that we, we get our needs met. Yeah. And, um, you know, for every type, every Enneagram type, you have a different way of getting your need met. Yeah. And, um, there's three different ways you, number one, will move over people. This is like the bulldozer, Oh yeah. right? Who will, they have a need and they want, so they kind of are overwhelming with their presence, uh-huh. right? Like they become big and energetic and yeah. it can feel very overwhelming sometimes to people, right? <laughs> right. If when they are moving over to get, they, they know what they need and they're going to get it done. Right. Yep. And then you've got the people, um, the second stance is where you move toward in a helpful way, which is probably the healthiest way is to move toward people. You don't want to move away from people, um, in a helpful way to where you're actually thinking about them and how you can be helpful. Now, of course, this could, you have to be careful of manipulation that you're yeah. not just doing it to get a need met, but you're doing it out yeah. of love, right? Yeah, what you need is approval. And therefore what you're going to do is you're going to make a dinner for your friend, right? Yeah, and because hope- in reality, you really want their approval. Yeah. And you need, a, and you need a lot of that. And so yeah. you're, you're moving toward them, but in, in an unhealthy codependent way, right? Yeah, that could be an exhausting right. for your friend. So you got to be aware of that. But at the same time, you know, when you're doing it out of love and you're moving towards people in love, that's a very healthy way of getting your, you know, right. of meeting needs and getting needs met. And then there's the move away. And this is when you withdraw because you're overwhelmed by yeah. their presence mm-hmm. and you need space and you honestly don't know how to handle it. And I've been learning a lot about this attachment theory. Have you heard of it? Yeah. I think I've talked to you about it a little bit, but you know, there's this attachment theory in psychology and it's just kind of understanding that the ways that you coped as a kid to get your needs met, you're probably bringing that into your adult Mm. life because it was a learned coping strategy. And sometimes these, these learned coping strategies as a kid, they really actually worked well for you. Mm. Like they were helpful for you getting through some tough things and learning coping, coping skills. But if we're not careful, those, those automatic habitual responses to relationships don't serve our relationships best. And we have to, transform the, that way of thinking so that it best serves your relationship. Mm. And so it's, it's just so important to ask the question, what do I want? Yeah, that's good. And so, you know, you have to have vision for your relationship and what you want and you want a relationship where there's presence and that you can be at one with each other and you can, and you can um, spend time together and it's not in an overbearing overwhelming way, but there's a, there's a give and there's take and there's listening and there's talking, right? Like there's this unity that comes through presence. Um, but if you grew up in an environment where you felt overtaken, there was a very dominant 
you know, personality that was always getting what they want. And so you had to get small because they always got big, Mm. right? Then you might find yourself withdrawing from from the people that you love's presence. And that's where you ask the question, well, what do I want? I want their presence. So why Mm. am I, why am I shrinking? Why am I moving away from, this isn't getting me what I want. So I think just bringing a little bit of self-awareness into the relationship and saying, okay, what do I want? And what are the ways that I am moving towards the people that I love and not shrinking back? And then also if you, you know, in learning the different attachments, there's there's four different attachments. There's the secure attachment. Mm-hmm. And this is when you have inherent, tr- inherent trust that I'm going to get my needs met, even if it's not perfect. Okay. And this is kind of where we want to get to that. Yeah. I don't need every, I don't need you to love me in this Perfectly. In, in yeah. this in this box that That's I've good. created, right? No, you love me the way you love me, and I'm going to receive it as love, mm. even though it's not exactly perfect. Like okay. I, it's not exactly the way I would tell you to love me, but I receive the way you love. Yeah, and so you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like yes, I know you're trying exactly, and you're yeah. receiving love. Yeah. You're not pushing away love. You're saying, "Oh, I wouldn't do it that way," but. That makes yeah. me, you're loving me, if and it, I receive that love, and I feel secure in that. That's what we do with our kids, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're gonna as little uh, kindergartners, they're gonna draw you a little picture, and it's gonna look awful, right? But you know, their heart was to say, "I love you." Exactly. And here's a picture that looks terrible, and now you put it on your refrigerator. Well, yeah. why can't we treat our spouse like that? But We're when trying. you're distracted, and they come and bring you that, you may just ignore it. But when you're yeah. fully present, you're like, "Oh my word, you! Yeah. This is so sweet. Thank point. you for." Lo- and that's when, and so that's that secure attachment. That's where we all want to get to to in our relationships is that we can be secure in our attachment. And then yeah. they go. And then the second one is anxious. And this is where you have a lot of energy uh-huh. around attachment to where you're you're afraid mm. that that of abandonment. You're afraid that um, the way that you know the, your spouse withdraws is going to lead to abandonment. Like maybe yeah. you experienced as a kid and you anxiously, this is the people who move over yeah. and bulldoze because they anxiously are trying to get a need met. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you've got the avoidant and the fearful avoidant are the two other and, and it's, you know, very self-explanatory. It's when you're moving away, you have to, you're, you're afraid of the, the energy that's, you yeah. you almost feel attacked by the energy yeah. and you move away. And I think that a lot of husbands are in the move away category that when they really need their needs met, that they're going to move away and go into the cave. Mm-hmm. They're going to pull away. And so wives, if you feel or sense your husband kind of pulling away, go get him. Yeah. Pull him out. Yeah. You know, you can pull him out. And I'm telling you, Pull him out. Say something nice to him. Mm-hmm. Compliment him. Make yourself available physically to him. Yeah. Even if you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not. No, I'm telling you. In intercourse, a man releases dopamine and oxytocin. Like it's released into his body at a greater level than at any other time. Mm-hmm. And you, do you want to help heal him? You want to help him feel better? Mm-hmm. Then do that, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, when you are in that avoidant place, you're overwhelmed by emotion. You're overwhelmed. Yeah. Your body is overwhelmed and you need to come down. You mm-hmm. feel like um, you just, you, you feel it in your body. And I think that's why you know, it feels for you to come together as one with intimacy, that is a way of coming down, a way Mm -hmm. of relaxing, a way of settle, kind of settling in your soul. Um, 
And so that's why it's so helpful. Yeah. And then right afterwards, talk with him. Mm -hmm. Literally, he'll talk to you. I promise you. He'll talk to you right afterwards and, uh, and then just, just talk and try to get into his world. Yeah. You know, so, so go get him. But a lot of times I think when, you know, as you're talking about presence, a lot of times we've got this distancer pursuer thing happening. One, one wants the presence and the other one is feeling overwhelmed. And so it's, we have to come to a place where you're, you're self-aware of what's happening inside of you so that you can ask the question, well, is this actually getting me what I want? That's good. Yeah. I think that's probably the best thing Tori's talked about in the last year on our podcast that's helped the most people is just thinking about what do you really want? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he's wrong and I'm not going to talk to him for this or she said this and I'm not going to deal with that or whatever. It's like, okay, well, what do you really want? Mm-hmm. Do you want this space in between both of you right now? Right. But Do you want to just be right or do you want a relationship or does Fueled this just help romance. you feel safe in the moment, but it's actually creating a great destructive, yeah, it's a destructive wedge. Yeah, you don't want that. So this is we're talking about the gift of giving. Okay, so precede the giving before the feeling. Okay, don't worry about what you feel. Just right. give, 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 give time, give gifts. Remember romance. Do something unexpected. You know they want, and uh, and ultimately give presence. And when you do that. Um, you're going to find that your love is going to blossom. Yeah, so good. So that's it. Tori, you got a recipe? I do. So we talked about last week how Jason and I were really looking for some salmon recipes because we were just learning about just the health benefits of salmon, wild caught, with the skin yes. on, all those omega-3s. Um, and so anyways, I found this. I, I actually researched a gazillion recipes and kind of threw one together, and it turned out so good. So we made... Tuna, or not tuna bowls. We didn't make tuna bowls this week, but we made salmon bowls. Yes. And so I'll share with you guys on Jason and Tori how we did it. It turned out really, really good. Mm. We loved it. It was it was delicious. It felt like it was super healthy. Incredible. And um, I actually did it in my air fryer. I feel like salmon yeah. in the air fryer is the way to go. I just feel like it's so much it is better. Very good. It, I always dry out my salmon if I cook it in the oven. And then two, it just smells up the whole house. For some reason in the air fryer, it doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, true. That's a good I'll point. share it with you guys and um, super easy. Like you just mar- marinate it for a couple hours and dice it up and then layer the, the veggies. and Slice and dice. Slice and dice. Hey, and if you ever want to uh, experience that firsthand uh, from Tori, then come check us out at one of our marriage intensives. Okay. Go on our website. You can check it out. So anyway, thanks for hanging out with us. The gift of giving. Give to your spouse. And uh, if you haven't taken our five-day challenge, take it. If you already have, then share it with somebody else. How about that? I like it. I like it. All right. Hey, we probably will not see you guys next week. Um, We are going to be in the Keys. That's right. Tori's going to be begging God that we do not meet the Megalodon. (laughs) So. What is that? But that's the ginormous shark. Yeah. The great white, whatever. I don't know. I'm told that it's the the bull sharks are the attackers, and then there's a lot of nice sharks. They're all nice. What the heck? It's They're like nice. saying there's nice snakes. Yeah. I don't buy it. Yeah, we don't do snakes. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys soon. See you guys. Uh, uh.